0: All right, are you ready?
1: Yeah. How
0: ready? Um, as ready as I'm gonna be, I think. As ready as you're gonna be. That is the intro to episode 158 of the Bite Me podcast. Bam. Dylan, say hey. 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 And I'm Cliff, and I'm also saying hey. It's just the two of us today. This is as good as it's gonna get. Just the two of us. You and I. I think it's good. I think it's okay. We don't need we don't need other people. I mean, other people and do not nice. rely on others. Exactly. Rely on yourself, Dylan. That's the secret. If you can rely on yourself, then that's all you yep. need in this life, right?
1: You can never you can never one hundred percent count on anybody. So you have Absolutely.
0: to be self sustaining, self reliant. I don't know if I can actually depend on myself a hundred percent of the time either. But That's true. It's okay. Anyway, today we're going to talk about some video games that we have played, and we're also going to talk about a bunch of video game companies settling lawsuits because crappy video game companies sometimes have to settle lawsuits when they get sued for being crappy. Um, speaking of a lawsuit in the making, Atari is still claiming that the VCS is coming, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, in the Valley of the Gods, is on hold, and I'm sad. Um, Halo Reach has a mode mod. Blah, 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 blah. Halo Reach has a mode for modders. That's hard to say. Dylan. Modern, try it. Modern, modern mod? mode, motor mod. mode, modern? Uh, and that probably makes Vinny happy. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Super Mario maker two is adding a link of the Zelda games. Um, that stupid streamer that we talked about, like probably what? Four weeks ago. Maybe the yeah, one who's trying to break the record forever. Yeah. He didn't die. So I guess that's cool i guess um and half-life alex might be finally be uh, vr's killer app as they say i think they've been looking for one for a while in addition we have uh questions from mr polite duke of empanadas do you like empanadas dylan I like most things. I like empanadas a lot. I was at a farmer's market um, in Utah. I used to go to all the time, and they had a dude who made empanadas fresh there. They were delicious. Uh, we have a question from Josh. We have a question from Joel Coleslaw. We have a question from Turndown for What? We have a question from Princess Megan, and of course, Senor Vinny. We're going to go through Xbox Games of Gold, and Game Pass, and PlayStation Plus, and Twitch Prime, because our last podcast was ill-timed for the release of those types of things. And... Uh, That's it. Then we'll leave, and then we'll go home. Actually, we're already home, so we'll just leave the rooms we're in, or maybe stay in them, but we won't record it anymore, right?
1: Unless we accidentally
0: keep recording. It's happened i woke up one time and have been recording just ambient noise in my room for like the past 12 hours that file was monstrous but monstrous. i'll try not to do that and if i do i'll edit it out so anyway dylan what have you been playing i bet you it involves pokies and mons
1: i have played a lot of the pokemons as i said my goal is to actually collect them all for once i've never done that nice. and i am 75 percent of the way there which means? means 300 out of 400 pokemons not really, them all because
0: of the lack of a national Pokemon oh, or whatever. woe is me! Um, <laughs> you only get four hundred yeah, Pokemon. Can I tell yeah. everyone my new favorite Pokemon? Yeah, it's a Snom. Snom. It's like a it's like a caterpillar with a butt for a face, and I love and it more than like anything snowy. in this world. Oh, it's so cute! I don't. Yeah, I ran across it on Twitter. I'm not actually playing this game, but I ran across the Snom. Um, just in, in the wild on, on the Twitters, and I love it so much. I want it to be my pet, and I want it to. I don't know how big do you think a SNOM is? Like, what's what's the size um, of a SNOM?
1: They're pretty small. uh um, oh, see perfect. So, could it like sit on my desk? I would, I would guess. Um, stall for a second.
0: Um, Man, if I was more prepared I'd like make up a song about how much I love SNOM, but I'm I'm not quite Okay, I've pulled
1: up its uh, Pokedex Whew. interest uh entry on Bulbapedia.bulbgarden.net. Uh um, nice. and if I scroll down to biology, um it's giving me an ad for jewelry. Um <laughs> someone has not filled this out yet. Um, is it the kind
0: of jewelry that you'd buy a snob if you wanted or a snob oh, here if you go. wanted to? Oh, okay.
1: Um the it is approximately one foot tall and eight point four pounds.
0: Hmm. So how do you is like is that if it was standing on its hind legs? So like probably one foot long, I guess?
1: Yeah, I don't know how they I don't know that how might you be a measure little big a
0: caterpillar. A, right. That might be a little big for my you, desk, to be you honest. measure their length or... Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to... That might not be perfect. But either way, I could get it a stool and it could hang out in it. So um, besides, I guess, my new love of Snom, um, how, has, uh, how has Pokemon been going for you? Um,
1: it's pretty, pretty swell. I've pretty much... I'm in the end game now. So I'm nah. now catching the Pokemons, doing the raids um uh competing in the battle tower i guess very um, nice so you can you can continue to battle stronger and stronger AI trainers um, very nice to test your skills um and when you do that regardless of the level of your pokemon it it sure it levels them all to fifty i believe very nice um so it then it's all about honing your your skills not so much sure. yours are just 99 level 99 and you're fighting level three pokemon like that yeah, makes not, sense to me that's not fair but um, no
0: absolutely not fair
1: i'm still having a lot of fun with it um and what was i where was i i, I lost myself um but other than pokemon i have spent much more time playing hunt showdown oh nice uh, which, how's that going which for is you is probably my new favorite game Um, very cool the hypothesis rings true that adding environmental possibilities into a battle royale style game is exactly what they need that's um, awesome more than just a a closing circle because like that is nice that it, it draws people together but i think the the situations in which you're like stalking an opponent that's also stalking you because you know generally where each other are and then a zombie walks around the corner so like that's the that's the kind of stuff that separates this game from PUBG, for example where it's just that's cool one person's camping in a house the other person walks in who draws quicker like this one is you walk into the house and you don't realize there's a zombie behind the door and (laughs) you have a six shooter which or a single shot rifle or shotgun or whatever and that's much more interesting um, as well as the other, like, the the building your loadouts and that kind of stuff's fun too. But I sure. think just the the gameplay itself is very interesting. And it's even interesting when you could be in an empty server because everyone has died, but you don't know that. You don't just win by default when the server's clear. So, you can still... Fight the boss. Is there a second boss? You can go fight the second boss now, um, and, you'll and then no you idea. have to evacuate. But you're still on your toes always, unless you actually count all the bodies. So, like even even the coast is completely clear, you're still kind of like, okay, I only counted seven bodies. Is there is there one more? Is he camping by the wagon when we leave? I don't know. So like. It's very exciting, and you're you're always we are always watching. And the sound design is just incredible. Um, you gotta play it with headphones because there's so much sound going on. Whether it's a that flock sounds- of birds taken off to the trees, so you know that someone's tripped those off to the northeast. And then you hear a barrel exploding way southeast and you hear zombies and dogs barking over here and chickens bakaing over there. So um, there's so many audio cues that are super important to the game. It's just very well done.
0: That's very cool. I, I would very much like to try this at some point. Um, it, it just sounds it sounds really cool. I, I like the I just like the idea of it. And so there is no no circle at all then. Not really. It's it's based around the bosses. So you're getting sure. clues that
1: lead you to the bosses. So in theory, you want the bosses because that's the big money and the tokens yeah. and the that's the prestige, right? <laughs> sure. Um, so there can be one or two, depending. It's it's kind of random. Sure. Um, in that regard, but in theory, you're being drawn to one of the two, maybe two bosses, and so yeah. are others. But yeah. eight people could, in theory, go for one, and two people could go for the other one, and it just gets crazy. That's um, so cool, or it's like too quiet, right? So yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it's always kind of a different experience. And and you and you really don't have to. Like, if you get a really crappy start and get shot, and you're like super injured, and you don't want to lose your stuff, you can just leave like i can go evacuate and be like okay i'm gonna try this again because that was a rough start i got yeah like there's there was a game where like i got in i got hit by the emulator so i'm on fire i'm burnt and when you're burnt like it takes away your health bars so you can't recover some of your health sure and then the dogs are chasing me and now dogs are biting me and i'm like i have no health left and i haven't even seen a person yet let's just leave and try again because we didn't have a good game or you can go try to find the things that can get you back on track or play really cautiously and and try to do something that round but sometimes you just want to evacuate maybe you found a good weapon or something i I don't
0: know i think that's really cool i think it's it's such a cool concept of a game and i'm really surprised that i'm surprised that this hasn't gotten bigger and i'm surprised that no one else has copied the the concept of it yet
1: right well it it's i think very much what i wanted evolve to be um, that yeah, game yeah, was yeah, yeah. super cool, but I just didn't land. And of course, this is a little different because that was a, really a, like a 4v1 monster hunting kind of game with environmental stuff. Yeah. And this one is very much you're all hunting each other and there's a monster, which is, I mean, similar enough that it, it kind of yeah. r- reminds me of that. But I think other than like optimization and maybe some more variety, like that's all the game needs. It looks great. Um, it plays really well, but you can tell it does need some... Help in sure. the optimization, which I think is what I've been told is kind of up next on their uh, sure their uh, game plan moving forward. Their Very cool. Whatever you Very call cool. those roadmaps. It.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. I hope I uh, I need to just like keep an eye out for that when it goes on sale and see if I can grab a copy of it because I think it'd be fun um can you play that solo if you wanted i mean do you need to play co-op with someone else i'm sure it's more fun with someone else but could you, you can. play it solo? so
1: there is a solo specifically solo mode it does play a little differently and it's like you're complete it's more PUBG like in the sense sure. that it just drops you in and you find weapons instead of loading out so you're not spending your hunt dollars
0: uh-huh. um
1: to buy your characters in the quick play. You just go into a game. If you acquire weapons, though, and you survive, I believe you do get to keep those weapons. So there is a benefit cool. to playing that way, but it's not sure. the same as playing duos or trios. Sure. Um, which is sense. definitely how the game is, is best, but I think quick play is a good way to help yeah. kind of learn the game without without as much stakes involved. Of sure. course, you can play very low stakes when you, you pick up the free there is a free tier of character that you can recruit um oh cool so you're not feeling like i'm losing all this money because i suck like you can you can purposefully play the i suck so i'm not gonna burn my credits and i'm just gonna try to bankroll some stuff and not spend a lot of those that makes sense kind of learn the game so it does a really good job at not making you feel like you're just trash
0: very cool very cool um cool is there is those the two you've
1: been playing I did, and I also uh, have been playing the Gloomhaven digital version, Ooh. Um, which is in early access now for those of you who might remember or are familiar with Gloomhaven, which is the giant like 40-pound board game that comes in a huge, massive box, and it has like hundreds of hours of campaigny goodness. goodness, um, super fantastic board game that kind of takes you through a and d RPG-like game, but without the role-playing as much, and it's... It is still story driven. There's stories to go through and it will unfold as you turn through the book. So if you have certain outcomes of certain things, it'll put you in a different direction on the path. And you'll play different scenarios depending on what you choose. And there will be random encounters along the way. You fight bad guys. Um, no dice. It's a card game, um, but it has really interesting card mechanics. But they're making a digital version of this on Steam Early Access right now. Um, they don't have the campaign yet, but they have um, kind of a rogue like. Um, Slay the Spire-esque cool. thing where you, you play a scenario and then you pick a path to go down and you go down that path and you get more loot and your guys level up and, sure. and stuff. But you don't have to necessarily start over if you fail a scenario. You can kind of just replay it. um And you can try the different characters and the different cards. And it, I mean, it plays just like the board game does. So one, I kind of wanted to play it just to learn the board game yeah. because sometimes actually just doing it over and over is easier than um digesting the whole rule book of a pretty yeah a fairly complex game um in just that there's a lot of stuff going on um but it really I think helped me see how good of a game it is like it's a very interestingly designed game that's never been designed before um, yeah. it's it's very interesting the way they figured out how to make these card playing tactical game. Um and it's super fun, so I'm I'm very into playing that. Of course, there's gonna be a lot more content to come, and once it comes out of early access, it's supposed to have the entire campaign in the game. Um and I think you'll be able to like, play it with people and, and such. So
0: very cool. Yeah, I almost pulled the trigger on that this uh over thanksgiving break because it because was it on sale for like 87 dollars 80, yeah
1: which so is a great it's, deal because normally retails like 140 you can get it yeah. for 100 and to 120 probably pretty yeah. regularly but yeah
0: i almost did it instead i just added it to my wish list on amazon so maybe someone else will buy it for me we'll see uh cool very cool yeah no i I've, i saw that that it came out like two or three weeks ago and i kind of thought about picking it up i might just wait until the full version comes out and try that um especially if I don't get the the board game so we'll see um let me see so this weekend I played I beat Jedi Fallen Order which I don't know I guess that game's complicated um the last two hours of it are probably the best two hours of it um and I think a lot of it has to do with you so let's say that game's 20 hours long it's it's probably actually a little longer than that but let's say it's 20 hours long you don't get all your force powers until you're probably 16 or 17 hours into the game which is not optimal you don't you don't feel very good it's it's a it's a really weird and the game's balanced and, and keep in mind i was playing this on story mode the game is balanced in a really strange way where you're fighting like big bad boss end guy folk you know you're fighting the uh, you know other force users other jedi they're all sith i guess but um or inquisitors and can really hold your own against you know one other bad guy and feel very powerful and very strong and like you understand how your force powers work but then they'll put you up against like a group of like two stormtrooper kind of guys or two people that have like those four sticks that, that they can fight a lightsaber with. And one of these kind of like specially trained anti Jedi guys. Um, and they'll just like hand you. I mean, they'll, they'll just beat you and beat you and beat you. And like, they're not going to kill you because you're powerful enough in story mode, especially to fight back handsome, but you feel so weak and, and, like just ineffective and like, you don't know what you're doing. And it, it, it gets a lot better though, when you actually have all your force powers and you can throw a lightsaber at them, or you can push and pull them to you and you can slow them down and, and you have all these different things. But at the same time, you still have really limited force use, like force acts as a, as a stamina bar. And that's just not fun. Like I want to be, I'm going to play as a Jedi I don't want to play as a like tired Jedi who occasionally just like oh I can't use the Force anymore I'm exhausted. Um, it, it doesn't seem and and the way you get more Force is by killing people. It just it, the entire thing just doesn't make sense. Um, they introduce like a character. I mean she's she's throughout the game, but at the end she like joins you in your quest and like it's a big deal. Like I'm, she's going to come with you and and whatever. And then she just like stays in her ship the rest of the time. I I don't know. The game's just very 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 uneven um it's one of those games that i pushed to beat only because i just didn't want to play it anymore almost which is not which is not an optimal way to feel about a game i don't think so i don't know it's it's over i'm going to give my copy to adam let him play it we'll see what he thinks so um and then we my brother and i started playing um oh shoot what's the name of that diablo like game that was built in Seattle. Came out Torch a couple of years back. Torchlight, yeah. Colby and I. Torchlight was on sale for Torchlight Two was on sale for like fifteen bucks and or ten bucks. And uh, Colby has never played it, so we picked up a copy on the Xbox and started playing that together. And it's Torchlight. It's fun. It's a way better PC game than it is an Xbox game. Like it's got. <laughs> I've never played a game like we 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 booted it up and and I chose a character who their primary weapon is like gun based. And he picked a primary character who is weapon or uh, like magic based. And we're like, this game, it like doesn't feel like you can aim at all. Like the, the, the aiming mechanics are really bad. Like, I don't know how to actually shoot people. And so we looked it up on the internet and they're like, Oh no, 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 Don't actually try and aim. Just like point your character in the general direction of the bad guys. And auto aim will take care of that for you. So you literally just like kind of point yourself at a mob and pull the trigger a bunch of times, and the game will actually aim at the different bad guys for you. It's it's an I've never played a game that had that as a mechanic, but it actually works pretty well. I guess like I think I think Diablo Three really nailed that style of game on a console better than this does. But I mean, for you know like ten bucks, it, it's not it's not terrible. Um, but it's, it's definitely, if you're, if you, if you've never played Torchlight and you want to definitely pick it up on the PC instead, it's a, it's a way better PC game than it is an Xbox game, but it's passable on the PC too. So that's, uh, I think that's all I played though. Like Jedi Fallen Order took up most of my, my long Thanksgiving day weekend. So, uh, would you like to talk about, uh, you know, actually, before we talk about that thing that I'm not going to mention because it's it's your job to say it, we should talk about our patrons, but I don't have our list of patrons up because So know, we should talk about snom some more. You should talk about snom, snom is, some more snom is, is very adorable. I love snom so uh, much. We actually have a new patron though. So I need to make sure to, to say his name. Very it's, important. it's very, it very, very important. It is not snom. Okay. Um, but it, it could have been snom, I guess. Um, all right, so here we go. Uh, Operator Jack, as always, because he is our our old school uh, buddy from the land down under, and then we've got a new uh, a new person here, and it is Brian Henniger. And Brian, I believe, is actually Mr. Polite, so he's been asking questions oh. for the last couple weeks. So now we know who he is. We can, The polite we can st- one. The polite one. I, I think Mr. Polite's actually a very good name too. I like that quite a bit. So That's Brian fantastic. Henniger is there. Yeah. Thank you, Brian, for joining up. I will send you stickers and uh, magnets and uh, all sorts of other stuff I have laying around the house. Like, I don't know. I probably got a hubcap somewhere. Just I'm going to mail you my garbage. You'll love it. Uh, Joe Cole Jr. Of course, John Tippins, Megan Phillips, Tom McDermott, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and of course, Kevin Schold. Thank you all for... Being our wonderful patrons, we appreciate you very much. Um, if you would like to be a patron of this delightful podcast, you just have to go to uh, patreon.com slash bite me podcast and uh, you can give us your money, which we love when people give us their money. I, like I don't, We don't ever spend it on anything. We just use Patreon as like some sort of weird uh, bank account that I think um, eventually will cash out and probably go live in the mountains somewhere. That's the plan, right? Long term? I think so. Yeah, it'll be great. You'll love it. I mean, we'll still podcast from our cave in the mountains. It's going to be tricky and involve... We'll probably spend most of that money on a really, really long extension cord. But it'll be fine. Probably a little echoey, but whatever. Anyway, Dylan, tell us what's coming next. News! Do you ever wonder... Like, I was talking... So I, I do a... I mean, you know this, but they may not. I do a Christmas podcast, too. And we're, we've been podcasting every day. And... Uh, We've never quite figured out how to, to end the the Christmas podcast. And I'm like, yeah, with Dylan or, you know, with, with Bite Me, Dylan just says, bite me. And I'm like, but I don't I don't have any recollection. It's been so many years. I don't remember why he does that or why we end every podcast that way or why you say news loud every day. I don't or, know why I do anything. You know, why you say Vinny. I just I, do like,
1: it. And then we're like, hey, we should just
0: keep doing that. I guess. it's uh, It's nice to have traditions, but it's better yeah. probably to have traditions that you actually remember why. But whatever. Hey, thank you for saying fantastic. That's why Dylan. Everything you do is absolutely top notch. Do not let anyone ever tell you differently. Yeah, so what I think. All right. So I I think the ordering of news today is kind of like I'm not going to say worst to best, but the first two are kind of a bummer, I guess. I mean, the first one's not bad if it's still bad (laughs) anyway. So Riot, um, the maker of uh, League of Legends, correct? Yes, Uh, is run by people that are maybe less than perfect. I mean, none of us are perfect, but they are less than perfect. Like, Dylan, I do not ever believe that you would uh, treat someone in a way that they would accuse you of pervasive sexism and gender based discrimination like that just does not seem like something you would do because you're 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 maybe not perfect, but you're not less than perfect. Right. I think so. Yeah, that's that's the way I see it. So, um unfortunately, uh, Riot has a history of allowing pervasive sexism and gender-based discrimination at their studio and uh because of that um, I'm going to say three women, two former employees and one current employee, something like that, um filed a class action lawsuit against them and uh Riot instead of deciding to instead of trying to fight it because I don't think they could have and won uh just decided to settle. So they are paying out 10 million dollars which will be divided between the 1000 women who've been employed by the studio between November 2014 and um when the settlement comes through. So literally if you are a woman and you have worked at Riot you're going to get about a thousand dollars. Um payouts kind of depend on how long you've worked there and whether you were a full-time employee or if you were a contractor and all that kind of stuff and and you know like it probably doesn't make any of them feel better. Um, hopefully it makes riot not be terrible going forward. And it does sound like they've kind of like they, they did hire a like diversity, like a chief of diversity type, um, employee and and hopefully they just fix their stuff. And hopefully this kind of serves as a template for how to not, treat women on your staff going forward. Um, but it probably won't really make too much of a difference to them. They apparently made $1.4 billion in 2018, so 10 million's not... Those skins, you know. man, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, it's you crazy. You gotta buy those skins. It's so weird that a free-to-play game made $1.4 billion in 2018, crazy? right? Ugh. Crazy. Yeah, anyway, so Riot, I guess, sucks, and now they suck a little bit less, and at least they are paying for their sucking. Is that how it works? I,
1: I think so. And I guess, I mean, that's admirable because as long as you're trying to actively suck less at your life, then right? I think you're on the right path.
0: You're moving forward. You're moving like, forward.
1: I don't care how bad you are. If you're just trying to suck less every i day, I'm, you're good in my book.
0: Yeah, it's, it's I mean, at least you're better in my book. You're better than right. you were the day before. Because so. if, if you
1: suck less tomorrow and then suck less after that, eventually there won't be any more suck to suck and you'll just be...
0: The worst vacuum I in the world, but maybe a better person. Yeah. It'd be yeah. a terrible vacuum. Terrible vacuum. The goal in life person. to be a terrible vacuum. Exactly. That's. I'm gonna live my life that way.
1: It's gonna be a I,
0: terrible vacuum. When I die, Dylan, that's what I want on my tombstone. Cliff was a terrible vacuum, and then like a hundred years from now, people will come up and they're like, "What does that mean? Yeah, it's gonna be. And then great. they'll write a
1: book about it,
0: right? It'll be <laughs> and this like,
1: huge, huge thing, cultural phenomenon in 20. 20- Three fourteen,
0: the world won't exist in
1: 2314 dylan i don't know the Sorry, world might man. not exist in the way it is
0: now but <laughs> i'm not sure the world will exist in 2050 so smoking if you got them uh Quantic dreams also a company with a history of being less than perfect um in 2018, I believe, uh, a couple of French newspapers reported widespread sexism, homophobia, and other inappropriate behavior at Quantum Dreams. Um, and so a former IT manager sued um, over offensive images that the judge in this case deemed homophobic, misogynistic, racist, and deeply vulgar. Um, these images, as I remember, were actually like created and then stored centrally on the office network, <laughs> which is not... Terrific. Like, it's, I'm not going to excuse someone for making those in the first place, but someone like keeping those and saving those for later. Um, so you, well, and a lot of them too were. Like, hey, we hate this guy. Let's make a picture of him doing terrible things. So, not not their best, uh, not their best thing. Interesting enough, uh, he, so he won a lawsuit. He won um, like about seventy seven hundred dollars US. This is in France, it was in euros, but you get the idea. Won about seven grand, and it's not because this happened. It's because when the story broke, those images got released onto the internet because ouch. Yeah, (laughs) because that's how things work. So, yeah, the judgment was uh, not directly related to those images existing, but because they became public after they failed to halt their creation and sharing of the images, a breach of Quantic Dream's obligation to quote unquote protect the former employees security. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty crappy thing. You quit your job. All of a sudden, a bunch of terrible pictures of you get released on the internet because your former company sucks. So I don't think $7,700 is going to Put much of a dent in uh, Quantic Dreams, and unfortunately, they also kind of say, No, it's fine here, there's nothing wrong with this place, so they're they're not trying to suck less. Quantic Dreams might make some great games, but they're still a bunch of vacuums. Um, this is deeply confusing. I just can't <laughs>
1: imagine you would ever put something remote, like remotely vulgar, on the like company. Uh, network
0: uh-huh yeah like
1: that's that's the most confusing thing to i, I me. think like, that's the thing is, is I, like, I understand I, people will make bad memes and laugh yeah. at them like i get that like it's going to happen
0: but yeah the and ne- i think the thing is is that, like in 20 in 2019 or 2018 when this happened like you know, like it happens once, you know, ha, ha, ha that's funny. It happens twice. You're like, dude, maybe, maybe this is, you know, maybe we've had enough here. Right. Apparently there were thousands of them. Yeah, <laughs> like this that's was wild. like a weird hobby at Quantum Dreams. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's also anyway. so
1: outside of my wheelhouse. Like I so am not the person that's like, oh, that irritates me. i'm gonna go make a vulgar meme about it like right that's the last thing i'm gonna do i'm just gonna avoid that thing and then go home and play a game like right it's i don't know i think
0: like i i have worked at places that if the people i worked with were more technologically savvy this would have been that place though like i worked at a at a Company that was like it was like working at a frat, and everyone there, even though they were like all the it was all guys, they would not hire women because they're like we can't hire women here. Like it, you know. That I mean, a at least f- they were
1: like honest about that. <laughs> like I mean, the, they were. It's like an unsafe place.
0: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> strongly <laughs> illegal, but like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was like, it was like working at a frat. Everyone there was like under 30. They were all dudes. They were all like super type a salespeople and it was just gross all the time. It was the kind of place that you'd like go to the bathroom. I'm like, dude, do we really need 15 porn magazines in the bathroom? Like, do we really need that? Because the answer is no, but Apparently, the answer was yes, <laughs> so whatever. But, like, that's the kind of place that I imagine. Like, if those guys had known how to make memes, it would have been the place where there would have been disgusting memes everywhere, like yeah.
1: everywhere, so. Is it like the if-you-build-it-they-will-come thing? Like <sighs> I how, think that's how, what the meme w- said. How one, how one place can attract literally all of the same person instead of, like...
0: I, <sighs> I think that, I like, at least at that place, the two guys who owned it were also in their 50s, but really liked hanging out with dudes in their 20s and 30s because it made yeah. them feel real young. <laughs> so, whatever. They were they were both guys who I think, you know, were mentally about 16. So, anyway... Speaking of other companies that may or may not suck, so like Atari right now is probably um, a little bit less of a vacuum than Quantic and Riot, but I just don't believe that the Atari VCS is ever actually coming out. Um, I mean, maybe, who knows, but uh, it was supposed to ship in December to their Indiegogo backers, the folks who put up like three and a half million dollars to make... I guess three and a half million dollars so you could own a Linux computer that looks like an Atari. Like, if that's something, if that's something you want, then I guess that's what you backed. Um, but those have been pushed back out of December. So they're like, They're just going to be ready in time. Michael Arts, who is the COO of Atari, said, "Quote: We are. We were offered the opportunity to incorporate an all-new microprocessor build on a more powerful and more efficient architecture. The team is well aware that delay impacted our backers, but feels strongly that we made the right decision to improve the product's performance." And then directly after that, it's like was quoted in the same sentence as saying, you know, like we created this this deadline anyway. Like, why should we why should we why should we adhere to self imposed deadlines? I'm like, I don't know, because people gave you three and a half million dollars to hit that deadline, but it's just Because me. you
1: crowdfunded. <laughs> if right. if it was any uh, like any other circumstance, it's like, yes, you are one hundred percent right. Yeah. And I mean, if you have a very clear roadmap of what's happening, I can get on board with that. But
0: and I mean, and they're like, oh, you know, it's not going to be months of delays. It's going to be weeks of delays. But they, you know, and they're saying that they'll get them out before they get released to the public in March. But, I mean, maybe these, maybe these things will come out. Like, I'm not under any impression they're going to come out and be good. Like, I don't know what you do with a, with a Linux-based computer that you can play some games on. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe they will actually come out. But I'm just, I'm not optimistic they're going to come out at all. So I I guess the only thing we can do is wait. I guess we'll see. I guess the good news is, is that the Indiegogo backers will get them um, before the public does. So at least maybe the public won't get suckered into buying one of these terrible things. Dylan's making awesome faces in our, in our like video chat right now. It's a, you should see what you can do with his beard. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Anyway, um, I guess we'll see who knows um do you remember in the valley of the gods dylan do you remember when that game so premiered i, at I remember E3? the name so it's made by camposanto the guys who made uh firewatch one of my all-time favorite games of all time and it was going to be a cool firewatch-esque narrative kind of adventure game set in egypt in the like early 1900s where um two women egyptologists were going to be ex like es- excavating and exploring um old tombs in Egypt, and it looked really, really, really good. And then, like, earlier this year, um, that entire Campo Santo team essentially got... Campo Santo got absorbed into Valve, and so all of those folks moved from, I'm going to say, like, California up to Seattle. So, like, they all live here now and work at Valve. And that game's gone kind of quiet. And then, I think, last week or two weeks ago, a bunch of folks noticed that... The people who had formerly been like, hey, we're Campo Santo and we're working on In the Valley of Gods at Valve had changed their names to say they don't work at Campo Santo anymore and had uh, removed uh, In the Valley of Gods from their like Twitter descriptions and stuff. And everyone was like, hey, what? That sucks. (laughs) And so they reached out and uh, Jake Rodkin, who was the co-founder of Campo Santo, said, you know, essentially... When you work at Valve, you get to kind of work on whatever project you want. Um, it's They have a really weird flat management structure, and it's actually up to the individual managers of teams to essentially recruit people onto their team. It's this very weird, like, kind of libertarian um, management style where if you want to have a successful project, it's up to you to recruit people onto your team. Like, all of their desks are on wheels, so you can literally, like work on something for a week and then wheel your desk somewhere else and plug in, um, to work on something else the next week. And apparently, um, all the Campo Santo people just went and worked on other projects. Um, a bunch of them were working on Half-Life Alex and Dota and other stuff. And there's just no one working on the, in the Valley of Gods anymore, which is kind of a bummer, but I guess that's how it works. Um, he was quoted as saying that, uh, to answer your question as of today, in the Valley of God's development is on hold, but it certainly feels like a project people can and may return to, and when that happens, we'll find an exciting way to let fans know. So, bummed because I love that kind of game, but Half-Life Alex looks pretty good, too. So, I guess we'll see. But I'm sad, Dylan. That's, that's the moral of the story, is this is a game, so far, this entire podcast has been full of vacuums, and it makes me sad. But, you know who's not a vacuum? Um... I don't Microsoft Microsoft does not suck. (laughs) I mean, probably. I mean, maybe they do. It's it's hard to say when your company's worth a trillion dollars, you probably do some stuff that sucks, to be honest. But uh, Microsoft game division seems to be pretty okay. I guess. Um, Halo Reach came out. Well, for us, it came out yesterday. For people listening to this podcast, it came out two days ago. It came out on the third. So if you have Game Pass right now, you can go out and play Halo Reach on the PC or on the Xbox, and it'll be just like reliving your glory days of playing Halo Reach, like, I don't know, 10 years ago? 15 years ago? I don't know when that game came out. Um, I was in college, I believe. So
1: it was oh, post-2010. So not, not that long ago. Yeah, I think.
0: I want to say 11 or 12. It's I guess. never... I never played it. So roughly five to ten years ago. How about that? Cool? Yes, um, that is a
1: very accurate window.
0: That is a very accurate guess with a five-year plus or minus. Yeah. Um, so this game came out. I don't know if it's good or not. I have not played it or heard anything about it really. But uh, it does not have built-in mod support, which is something that people like, especially on the PC. But Microsoft built in a way where you can actually, like, I guess, probably check a box or something that will bypass the anti-cheat code that's in the game to allow you to mod the game for offline play. So you won't be able to mod it and play with other people, which is good because that would be crappy and people would just use that for terrible advantage. But if you want to play offline, play the campaign, play whatever, you can just turn this off and you'll be able to mod that game without any problems, which I think is actually pretty cool. Um, you know, all things considered, but they're also saying it may get official mod support down the road, um, as they release the rest of these Halo games. So good, good guy, Microsoft, right? Yeah. Um, Nintendo also not a vacuum, although again, huge company, hard to say. Um, Super Mario maker two is launching a new update December 5th. So that is... Today, if you're listening to this podcast on release day. If not, why aren't you listening to our podcast on release day? Right? Um, Right. Anyway, December 5th, if you own Super Mario Maker 2, you're going to want to update because they added a bunch of other stuff. There's like some new spiky, maybe spike, something, something shoots spikes. Um, But way more importantly than that, you can now add both Link from Zelda, Legend of Zelda, so on and so forth into your games and also the Master Sword. Um, and the Master Sword Ooh. is a power-up, which uh, looks very Mario brother-esque. Like they changed it so it looks more Mario fit in. And when you pick it up, you actually turn in to Link, which is pretty cool. Oh. Um, but you also get all of Link's like attacks. So you can block things with your shield, you can fight enemies with your sword, presumably if you have full health. I guess I don't I guess Mario doesn't really have health, so I don't know if you can, like, go to the twing, shwing, and shoot your little sword bullets. Um, but he'll have a dash attack. He has that, you know, where you jump up and then put your sword down and land on people's heads. Um, but he also has bombs and arrows, so you'll be able to make all sorts of cool... That is pretty cool right yeah i'm I'm excited i do not personally play mario maker very much but my kid plays it absolutely constantly so i'm sure he will make something cool and i will get to check it out what i really want though dylan what i really want is i want mario maker but with a link to the past i want i want to make my own link to the past levels that's what i really want yeah but would you say
1: that this is what was missing from super mario maker
0: yeah, that's a that's do, a do, do that's a good pun, it? Dylan. That's a you very good pun. To, do you all get it? I get it. I I okay. assume everyone else does too because it was a good pun. Good pun. Um, anyway. I think it's a really weird thing to do, though. Like, what a strange crossover. But it is. Strange, I think it's cool. But I it's really cool. like crossovers, and it Absolutely. seems Nintendo's doing more of this. So I think we should add Zelda, or we should add Link to uh, Pokemon next. Yeah, you could catch him, and then. What do you think Link like evolves into? Just taller buffer link? Uh tune link. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and then, then he has a third one, right? And then he's like old link. Is that better? Like is he wise? How about like he sausage link. Sausage link. Love it. That's good, Dylan. You're on you're on point today, man. Love it. I I'm feeling it. I like it. Alright. Um, there's a dude in this world who when choosing a Twitch name chose the name Giant Waffle. <laughs> the best one. Is it? <laughs> he picked the best name. Okay. Uh, that wasn't where I was going with it, but we can so agree I'd like disagree. a little more
1: emphasis on the W, like Giant Waffle, waffle. I'm really like an I just H want
0: before the W. More than anything, I just want a Giant Waffle. Like waffles are great. I could I could eat a giant waffle. Yeah, put some like always always maybe like some strawberries and some whipped cream Mm. or syrup either one that's cool anyway he decided he was going to break the world streaming record Um, in November I predicted there was like a 50% chance he died doing it and he didn't so go him and he beat the record I mean you weren't (laughs)
1: wrong there probably was a 50%
0: chance right yeah he streamed for like about 573 hours um, in November he streamed 19 hours a day um, slept for about four, and hey, he's got a new record. And I, I remember at the time when we started talking about this, like, why would you do that? And apparently the answer is that he got t- about 10,000 new subs to his Twitch channel. So, wow. you know, that's probably... I don't know what... I mean, I think a sub is like five bucks a month, right? Um, And, like, Twitch takes a cut yeah. of that. So he's probably making three or that, four probably. dollars off that. So, yeah. I mean... If he can keep those up, that means I mean he presumably already had some subs, so you right. know. Well, I mean, I,
1: even just one month of that was yeah, I it's mean that's thirty at forty least.
0: grand. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's I, hmm. probably worth it. Maybe I'll try to stream five hundred and seventy four hours. Don't you'll die,
1: Dylan. But then I'll be a successful streamer when I'm done because that's how this
0: works. Yeah. World's a weird place these days. It's weird. Alright. Well, congratulations, giant waffle on not dying. And Dylan, and we should go get waffles giant tomorrow. Waffle, I'm down. I've got a I've got a lunch meeting. Maybe we should go get waffles on Friday. We'll see. Alright. Waffle right. Friday. Waffle Friday. Uh lastly, um Do you remember when Valve launched the Valve Index VR and we were like those are cool, but why is it a $1000? Oh, is that what it's called? I yeah. didn't I didn't
1: realize that was what it was yeah, called. Yeah, so why is it called
0: that? I don't have any idea because Valve's not okay. very good at naming things, would be my guess. <laughs> um I mean, when you really think about like how Valve names things, so their company is named Valve, which is fine, like that's not bad. Well, yeah, um, their mascots that like dude with a Valve in his head. His head? Yeah. You know, Half-Life, a game about I guess I don't, it doesn't really have anything to do with radiation, though. So I don't, I don't know about that one. But then, like Dota, it's just you know, wasn't that just the name of the Warcraft level? <laughs> Defense of the Ancients. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Portal. Oh, it's a, it's a game with about a portal. Portals. <laughs> <laughs> Left 4 Dead. You fight some dead thing. I don't know. I just I, they're not super creative with their naming. So I don't know. Valve Index VR probably is is about what you'd expect. Um. Anyway, those things have been on sale for a little while. They start at about $750, and then if you get the complete set, which I think you actually need, uh, to play, they're, they're about a thousand. And they've been selling okay, I guess. Um, but with the uh, announcement of Half-Life Alex, they are sold out. You literally cannot buy one unless you are willing to buy the thousand dollar set that includes, like, the headset, the, the controllers, the base station, and Half-Life Alex actually. So, like, they went from being pretty widely available um, before that game was announced to being, you just can't buy one anywhere now. So, like, Half-Life Alyx actually might be the the app that finally actually drives VR sales as opposed to VR being kind of... a novelty i think people buy like i mean i think the reason i bought vr was because like it's kind of it's interesting fun. it's fun you right. know it, it wasn't because of any specific game and i think that people have been kind of waiting for that what is going to be that game that that drives sales so half-life alex might be it yeah. who knows
1: i'm i'm actually kind of um surprised that
0: half-life still has that kind of drawing power in a way. <laughs> what I think's interesting about Half-Life is not only that it has that kind of drawing power, but that it's interesting to people that have probably never played Half-Life or Half-Life 2. Like you've never played either of them, right? I've
1: played them, but I I was I think just young enough yeah. where it didn't really matter. There was people my age though that were very into like so when I was growing up between the ages of like I mean elementary school and middle school, when you start playing, like discovering all these yeah. games and stuff, there was people who had computers and then people who didn't. I yep. fell in the category of I did not PC game at all. Um, and generally, there was only one friend I went to for most of that time who did have a PC, and that game wasn't there. So, yeah. But I do have some friends in like middle school that were very into Half-Life, and I remember that very specifically. And they also were playing it on the school computers, I believe, nice. at some point. Um and doing kind of stuff there. So I was familiar with it, and then yeah. I picked up the orange box yep. on Xbox at some point, and yep. I did play the game a little bit, but I think at that point it wasn't as cool as it probably was when it was this groundbreaking thing, I I'm mean, guessing. I think, I
0: think the thing about Half-Life is, is that I don't know if it was ever... I mean, it was a great game, and I loved it. It had a really good story, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it's, too, it's hard for me to look back and go, like, what was the killer app that, or what was the killer thing about Half-Life that drew people to it? Besides just being a really like, was solid Wasn't it in the game. gravity gun? Yeah, I mean, the gravity gun was cool, but I don't know if it was, like, groundbreaking. It's not like they added a gravity gun to every game after that, you know what I mean? so right, but
1: in this game, you could pick stuff off the ground. There was objects in the environment that you could suck up and then throw over there. That's
0: pretty cool. It it probably was just, like, how cool the... The physics um, were. The physics were. And that... I'm trying to remember what the name of the engine is that they use. Um, It was a pretty cool engine that had some pretty cool physics stuff. So, I don't know. I I liked it. I just... I don't... I, I wonder if a lot of the... Like, if you ever think about, like... Think about, like... Jim Morrison. You think about Jimi Hendrix, like both incredibly talented musicians, but is part of the mystique of them that they died. You know, like if, right. if Jimi Hendrix had continued to make music in the seventies, would he have become the legend that he is now, or would he have become Carlos Santana? You know, um, right? So it's it's hard to say, and so I wonder if if part of the success. The long-term success of, of Half-Life is that they made Half-Life 2 and then they put out Half-Life Episode 1 and 2. Never put out Half-Life Episode 3. So, like, essentially they killed that game on a cliffhanger and then never made Half-Life 3 either. You know, was that part of it. it that game was killed off right. before. It's kind
1: of this unfinished. Yeah thing
0: you know an unfinished masterpiece to, to be sure but just right. you know if, if that's part of the thing i don't know and, and like i could be it wrong. it probably
1: too. is very much what it is like you but, left a bunch of people hanging and never colby, gave it
0: to him yeah colby couldn't be on this podcast because my mom's coming over for dinner but i'm sure if he was here he would tell me why i'm wrong he does that pretty much after every episode which is which is delightful really um i mean on the plus side i know he's listening on the downside he's telling me all the reasons i was wrong so
1: well, he also revealed one of his fetishes earlier, so we'll just leave that at that. Absolutely, that, so. you have
0: to join our Discord to find out about Colby's fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking it was of very strange, super strange, super strange. Um, speaking of corrections, um, I think last week we were talking about like video games that made a big impact on you as a kid. Um, and I was talking about UN squadron and how I remember that and how I specifically remember that being, I thought like one of the first games that introduced a lot of like parallax scrolling and Mm -hmm. uh friend of the show, Hans had to remind me that in fact, no moon patrol had, um, like three levels of parallax scrolling quite a while before that. Like you could get parallax scrolling on the Commodore 64. And uh that a bunch of other games did it before then. So I'm going to take that back and say what I remember is that UN Squadron had really good parallax scrolling in that like literally every review I could find of it mentioned it. So that's my that's right. my out. I wasn't it wrong. It was, I was just, still your takeaway from that yeah, game. I wasn't wrong, I was just mistaken. So yeah. But uh I appreciate Hans for keeping me true to my eight bit roots. Um is that all our news? Um, I somehow lost yeah. our show notes. There they are. <laughs> yes, okay. that is news. So, what is next, Dylan? Hey, yo, Vinny. What are you doing? That's right, Vinny. You got some questions for us? I think Vinny's got questions. You're going to eat some chowder. Chowder. All right. Hobby Yard. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound like Harvard Yard at all. <laughs> you go going to it Hobby was. Lobby. I'm um, going to Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. <laughs> uh,. Vinny wants to know what game do you feel flew under the radar in 2019 y'all right there Dylan
1: <laughs> um,
0: I don't know I let's see I had one in my head and it just left oh man it's a game I just let's see No, that's not the right place. So I literally shoot. I have to go to the right website if I want this to work, Dylan. (laughs) It's my (laughs) own website and I can't remember what it is. Uh, I think that. Nope, it's not on this list. Crap. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) I think that uh, did Crackdown 3 come out this year? I think so. Or was yeah. it the end of last year? Mm. Right? It's like right on that edge. I think it, it got delayed into this by year. This
1: so fast.
0: Okay, so, so Crackdown 3 came out February 15th. I think Crackdown 3 was a, a game that was not probably what everyone wanted it to be. Um, I think people had really high expectations of what it was, and I think that people that only played like two or three hours of that game were like, ah, oh, man, this game's garbage. But once you got about well, I'm gonna say like five hours into a fifteen hour game, Crackdown 3 became very, very fun. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, Colby was talking about one the other day that he thought was really underappreciated too, but I cannot remember what it is, so we're not gonna be able to say that. I also think that uh have you have you heard of Disco Elysium? Is yeah. it only because I've been talking about it? <laughs>
1: No, I've I've heard about it like from a few different places. Yeah. I,
0: I think that's I'm very a,
1: interested to play that.
0: Absolutely same. And I think because it's a PC only release, it's a like um weird a weird RPG detective noir narrative game that's like 50 hours long, I think it's really coming in under a lot of people's radar just because those things don't appeal to. I mean, like, you add all those things together and you're like, sweet, your audience is like 15 people. But everything I've heard about Disco Elysium is fantastic. I really, really, yeah. really want to buy it and try it. Yeah.
1: I think that's kind of why this question is stumping me, too, is because, like, I'm forgetting. There's a couple games like that, though, that I just didn't even really realize yep. came out for one reason or another. And yep. even, like, when I looked at the like the game awards game of the year nominees i'm like i don't even know what these games are Are yeah like i don't like the i see control now and i see it everywhere and i was like i don't even remember oh, that yeah. name control I don't is even another remember one remember that i don't even remember that coming out i don't remember hearing anything about it
0: yeah it's made so, by the folks who make um oh shoot um alan wake i want to say yeah that, that I'm sure company. it's a. It's
1: probably a fantastic game. I just
0: literally like did not hear of. Yeah, this game. well, it, it, ga- it yeah, it came out right at the same time as a bunch of other games. So I don't right. know. I, I think the thing is, I'm going to beat 20 games this year. Probably, maybe 21, 22, probably 20, and. Like, that's more games than I have probably ever beaten it in my life before, and I still feel like there was a bunch of games I just did not play. It's crazy. Like, you can just... I mean, unless unless you get them all for free and you do this full-time, it's impossible to play everything, so... But I think those would be those would be my two nominations. So, all right, uh, Princess Megan wants to know: based on the very limited information given so far, which do you feel will be the superior console—Xbox, Scarlet, PlayStation Five, or Google Stadia? Um, Xbox. Yeah, I, like I want to say, like, hey, I'm looking at this extremely objectively, and I am. Um, yeah <laughs> Xbox <laughs> I think when you combine I, I think the problem is is like I think that the Xbox Scarlet and the PlayStation 5 are going to be almost identical from a what they can do standpoint and I mean really they're just essentially at this point relatively powerful computers so there's nothing mm-hmm. you know there's nothing that really makes one better than the other so you have to kind of look at the systems inside of them and to me, like Xbox has a better controller hands down. Like I, it doesn't. And frankly, it it has a better controller because they're like, Hey, you can use your Xbox one controller on it if you want. So like, I don't even need to worry about the one that comes with it being better or worse. I can just use the ones I already own. Um, But I think game pass makes this, the the system that has game pass is the system that wins. Um, And like what PlayStation is trying to do now with PlayStation now, I think is, is cool. But I would rather have Xbox exclusives than weird, like, hey, here's the cool first party AAA PlayStation game you can play for three months. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. get that. So, I, the Xbox is just the the one for me. And I and like I want to say I'm objective, but I'm also kind of a fanboy. So, I, yeah. I mean, frankly, well, I, I think, go ahead. I
1: was saying I think that's kind of fair though because. It, Honestly the which console is better argument I don't think has ever really been very valuable no. like since PS2 Xbox like they've always been about the same like the technology has never been obviously superior in at any stage yep. of these systems um they've never really been able to do anything that the other one couldn't do it's like it's like nitpicking graphics comparisons between the two and then yep. one gets HDR and one does 4K first and it's like who cares? Like, yeah. the images both look good. They're putting on... They put the same games on both systems. So, you have a couple exclusives here and a couple exclusives there. But Xbox has just been kind of figuring out all the other important stuff. That's kind of what you need to do because you realize <laughs> the technology can only advance so far. Yep. And you're pretty much always maximizing that. So, unless someone has a secret key that they discovered that no one else has, which is probably just not going to happen.
0: Yeah. It's, I think Microsoft
1: ecosystem is better.
0: I agree. I think that the Xbox has flourished under um, Phil Spencer, too. I think that he is a visionary leader when it comes to video game strategy and has been making a lot of very, very important, very key decisions that I have mostly seen PlayStation playing catch up with um, for the last year, maybe. So, I mean, I guess the moral of the story is, is I already have... Effectively pre-ordered a Scarlet, and I mean, I haven't actually, but I bought a, I bought that uh, Xbox All Access. So I, the you know, the Xbox One Exit is sitting right here to my left. Is the Xbox that will eventually turn into my Scarlet next year? So I, I and I will probably not buy a PlayStation Five at launch. Um, I might buy one two or three years from now. Um, and I think yeah. Google Stadia is awesome, and I think it has all sorts of. Um, potential, but I have almost zero interest in buying games that will only work via Google Stadia. So, until they can figure out some sort of Xbox. um, Like, if if Google Stadia could figure out a Game Pass-like subscription, I would be all over it. But until they can figure that out, I'm not interested. So. Any other thoughts? Yep. Cool. Nope. Uh, turn down for what says instead this of questions, giving, awesome. It is very good. <laughs> instead of giving presents, Santa now puts things that were lost or stolen for you under the tree. What would you be most excited to see under that tree? What has, been, what has been lost or stolen from you, Dylan?
1: Some of my most f- greatest Pokemon cards were stolen from me. Oh, because Pokemon card thievery was a huge deal when I was like six.
0: That's so sad. And
1: seven. Like it was it was like a rampant problem. That's no good. Um and I I actually in most cases know exactly who still what and I still have a grudge against them. I don't know if they're still alive. I don't know where they live, but I know that and these I'm talking like I had rare first run Pokemon cards. Those that little actually, Of course like I was not Kind of in tune with it enough to keep them in perfect condition. But nor were they taken from me after they were in poor condition. So it's like there was actually like valuable stuff taken in that that time because those stuff's actually worth something now.
0: That is terrible. That's what I say. Terrible. Yeah. Um You know, I haven't had many things stolen from me before. Um, Someone broke into my car and stole my stereo once, but like, I don't want that stereo back. It was like a six disc CD changer in like, I don't know, 1999, 2000. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, in a world where Spotify exists, I don't need a six disc CD changer in my car. Um, some uh, a package thief stole like 200 pencils off of my front porch. Yeah, what but, a jerk! Yeah, like I was gonna donate those to a school, so like you know, I mean, cool, and I could then donate them to a school. But that dude's a vacuum, right? Super vacuum, super vacuum. Um, I think it was actually a, a woman, but whatever. Um, so probably the the thing that I would like is actually something I lost. and it is not actually mine, but when my wife and I moved into our very first apartment, we were, you know, like when you when you're putting two, people's lives together and trying to figure out where stuff goes and you're unpacking and you know you're both moving there in weird ways and like I you know you don't really when you're when you're 19 you don't like I'm gonna put all my room in perfect boxes and then we're gonna move them into our new apartment it's like you just put stuff in your car and move it over and we accidentally threw away all of my wife's costume jewelry um yeah and I mean like none of it was super valuable from, like, a monetary standpoint. It wasn't like we, you know, threw away, like, a, you know, $5,000, you know, right. beautiful necklace. But it was all of her just, like, sentimental jewelry. Some of it was from her grandmother. Um It was just stuff that meant a lot to her. And it was just, like, we searched for hours. We ripped apart every nook and cranny in our tire Like our apartment was only like 600 square feet. So you can imagine like if you spent hours looking in 600 square feet, like I, you know how you've exhausted much it. You yeah. searched. And we just couldn't find it. We think that when we were moving in, it like just got, you know, fell into one of those, uh, you know, garbage cans that are full of the newspaper that you use to pack things in. And yeah. it just got lost. So I would really, really love to be able to give her her jewelry back that we lost like 23 years ago. So, but unless uh, unless Santa Claus comes through this year, I guess she's just going to continue to be disappointed, which is kind of a kind of a bummer. But anyway, that's what I want, Santa. Uh, Joe, coleslaw. I, um, oh, please!
1: Continue. I also want my my boomerang. Um,
0: you threw it and it just didn't come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, my dad's friend gave me a boomerang when I had it for a long time, and it always just hung on my wall. But one day, we were like. Let's go learn how to throw a boomerang. <laughs> so, we went down to the biggest field imaginable, right? Like, elementary school playground yeah. field. Like, huge field. And uh, m- me and my buddy, we're, we're throwing this boomerang, and we actually get it figured out. Yeah. So, we can throw the boomerang, and it comes back to us. Which is hard. Which is a feat. Which yeah. is a feat, right? You got to throw it pretty hard. But... We threw it really hard one time, and it just did not come back, and just sailed out way past the fence into this long grass. And then we spent hours searching as the sun was going down. and We just could not find oh, it, even sucks. though we had a re- we had the relative idea of where it was. And you'd think it would have kind of rested on top of some of the grass, but probably it just probably just twisted right into and sliced it. Yep. right into the ground or something. Oh. And of course, it was like a darker, like painted yep. and. Um. So it just blended right. In. Ah, that's a bummer.
0: That's a nah. real bummer. Hmm. It's a cool Well, maybe Santa will be good to you too. Who knows? Uh, Joe Coleslaw wants to know: Is Battle Pass the happy compromise of DLC microtransactions, extra incen uh, Oh, extra incentive to keep playing and cosmetic items. Um. Yeah, probably I think kind of. Except I almost
1: prefer just DLC. I don't like that the Battle Pass forces you to to play a certain amount to get your stuff yeah. that you
0: pay for. To me, like I and now that I think about that, like I'm gonna I'm gonna retract my kind of vague, yeah. I'm gonna say that no, I think Battle Pass is is it does replace DLC and microtransactions and all that kind of stuff, but it's only in a very, very specific type of game. It has to be in a PUBG or a um yeah, Fortnite's Fortnite, Fortnite, or Rocket League.
1: League, like some where
0: you're. I have it's a, the
1: rinse and repeat kind of game. Yeah,
0: like I could see Battle Pass, and I think they have it too. Like Battle Pass works in Siege, Battle Pass works in you know that, but it'd be really hard to think how Battle Pass could work in like Destiny, um, right? Because you just I don't, don't, know, don't. It actually
1: might work better. I don't know because I I just hate that I have to play 300 Rocket League games to max out my Battle Pass. <laughs> yeah,
0: right?
1: whereas a game where I'm like constantly in this end game maybe it might feel better i don't know because i've yet to see it in that kind of game i don't know
0: yeah I just I think it's I think it's really more it's probably just kind of a rebrand of what you call DLC and microtransactions I I'm not I'm not anti battle pass in any way I think it just it's a it's just another thing instead of instead of replacing those things it's just another comma in that list of things and you can just apply it to a very specific set of games but yeah. I don't know I bought the Rocket League one one time and I was like this is really cool and then I only played Rocket League for like 2 days I just don't there's no game yeah. that I play super consistently every day or every other day that i want to buy a battle pass for something like i like i really
1: like the idea i just do not like the three month time limit on it absolutely in general like that's the only thing that bothers me because it's like i spent ten dollars and life happens and i never get that really cool skin yep when i could just have it yeah or like why why can't i finish that battle pass later yep like, Why do I have to do it in the three months? I purchased that battle pass, so let me do all those challenges, and then when the next one comes out, I can still buy that one too and work yeah. towards why that one, I can still them. work towards... Exactly, like that's the only thing I would kind of change and if it was like that I'd have no problem because I don't have a problem saying here's 10 bucks I'll get that really cool skin after I do all these challenges man, that's can, fine can
0: you imagine having a backlog of battle passes though like that would oh, be awesome that's the worst thing in the world you're like man I'm still trying to get through my backlog of battle passes I'm I'm still on like <laughs> season 4 from June of 2019 yeah <laughs> but like, just think
1: of how much stuff you'd get if you had like 6 active battle passes like well, see, 6 now, times the loot would be loon. pretty cool
0: yeah like stack yeah. them that. I was thinking stacking them like right. where you do one and you do one and you do one and you do one like not yeah. that they all i'm just all imagining you're playing time. the game
1: and it's going towards whichever challenges you have Got or that. experience or whatever like i i think that would just like why not like it doesn't hurt that i can't have the cool wizard hat like
0: that would be pretty cool i'm a, in four months from now i'm a big I fan i'm a big fan of that yeah i can get behind that um yeah so there you go joe Uh, shadow x says what game did you discover in 2019 that most surprised you and why it doesn't have to be a 2019 game so a game you played in 2019 that you was was a bit of a shock to you what do you think dylan i got a couple if you're not ready
1: um i'm probably just gonna go with hunt because yeah not that i like it was just one of those games i was
0: kind of like ah
1: i don't i don't know if i want to try this or not i don't know if i like it and of course like it's twenty bucks. I don't like whatever. Like if I don't like it, it's fine. But yeah. I was just surprised with how much I did like it. I think like it was exactly what I wanted. So that 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 was the surprise for me.
0: Sure. Um, I think I played Far Cry Five last year, right? That was the last year game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I was surprised by. Do you remember Headlander? I talked about that. Uh, it was kind of yeah. like a Metroidvania, and I'd like heard about it for a while, and heard about it for a while, and heard about it for a while, and and then uh, like I think I'd even like played it and played like the first two or three screens of it, and I was like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. And then my brother played it, and he's like, no, Headlander's really good. It's a cool Metroidvania. You should really try it. I'm like, oh yeah, I already own that in like three places. I should really try it. And uh, Headlander ended up being really good. Um, like not great but really good if you like metroidvanias it's definitely worth uh trying out and i think what the golf was a big one for me too like i i'd played oh, what yeah. the golf before and really liked it um but i didn't think i'd sit down and play like six hours of what the golf in like three days to beat that game <laughs> so that kind of came out of nowhere too that was a that's a good one it's on uh uh apple arcade if you if you haven't tried it yet so it's also on pc you can get it on pc as well let's see Anything for you, Dylan? What shocked you? Yeah, that, that,
1: was, I,
0: that was mine for
1: this year. I Games think. are good.
0: Games are good. That's what mm-hmm. I say. Uh, Duke of Empanadas, which I think is Eddie. Uh, yeah. And I like Duke of Empanadas a lot. That's a great name. He says, what one game mechanic made you go, why isn't this in every game? Um and the unfortunate thing is, is like a bunch of people answered this in the Discord. And I was like, oh, all of these are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Auto saving was one of them, and I'm like, why yeah. isn't auto saving? So, Jedi Fallen Order does not have auto save, and you literally have like save spaces, like where you have to yeah. save, and it's terrible. Like, I'd forgotten how much I hated that. And then I started playing, I played a little teeny bit of uh, Divi- uh, Divinity Original Sin, and Divinity Original Sims the same way. You have to manually save, um, and I died. And it took me back like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, screw this. I'm not going to play this game anymore. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. that's... So I think, like, autosaves was a big one for me. Like, that was... And, like, yeah. cloud saves. Um, and, like, cloud saves, like... So, like, again, being an Xbox fanboy, I'm sorry. Uh, it blows my mind that... Although PlayStation does have cloud saves, they don't sync to your different PlayStations. So, you know, you, do, you have, do you have more than one Xbox? hmm Yeah. Well, so, theoretically. That's a long story, but yes. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> so you know how if you play a game on one and then save and then go play another one, it just automatically syncs it to your right, right it and you can play it. it. The, the PlayStation doesn't do that. It blew my mind. I went to play God of War on another console and it's like, nope, can't do it. I'm like, but why? They're like, oh, you have to manually do that. I'm like, but why? And I, I just blew my mind, yeah. so that. um,
1: that's how you have to do it on Switch too. You have to manually pull it down. It, it manually pushes it, but you have to manually pull it down. Blows and my mind. I also had this interesting conversation. Here's a here's a little, a little interesting thing about cloud saves, though. Sure. Because <laughs> the new Pokemon games, you cannot cloud save. Oh, It's ridiculous. Um, so Well, wait. Because Adam was really mad about it, and I was like, let me think about this, because you couldn't do it in Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the problem with Pokemon is, though, if you're able to cloud save and have that extra data file in the cloud, you can now trade people rare Pokemon, and then load your cloud save, and you would still have the Pokemon, right? So, you could just completely exploit the game by trading away all your Pokemon, and you would just boot up your game, and then you would just have it again. Yeah, but right? there's no reason so,
0: that... I mean, there's literally no reason the game couldn't keep track of that. Well,
1: well no, because you would... you would. I mean, there is no way you could... There's no way they could track that. Sure I think could. they're working on it, but I I don't know how they would do it, because you would just pull down the local file. You would have the local file, and you just boot it up, and you would just have that... You would have everything you just traded away. So and the the thing is like, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, what's the big deal players uh, but then yeah. but then you go on YouTube and you see everybody that's exploiting the game every which way they can within three days of release and have like billions of gold through doing exploits, and you're like, yeah, you can't trust players, I get it I,
0: I think the thing is, is it doesn't it's a single player game, right
1: well, no, I mean it's it's competitive I mean it's a competitive game it's a you can go find rare Pokemons game, you can play with people games, so. I mean, you don't just want people to just get the rare Pokemon and just trade them all away. And it's... It kind of just... I mean, like... Again, people can't be trusted to just do the right thing. I guess the thing is,
0: is in in a world where, first of all, I have to pay them in order to have save games, like cloud saves. Like, cloud saves are free, fine. You want to be pedantic about it, whatever. But when I'm paying you actively in order to have cloud save games... And if my Switch gets stolen, there's nothing you can do to get me that save file back. Like, you need to yeah, that put sucks. stuff in the slot. Like, I don't care if people want to exploit it. Like, that's up to them and the people they play with. You need to have all my games cloud-savable. And there are a bunch of games that are not cloud-savable on the Switch, and I think it's crap. I think that is l- yeah. really terrible. So... Um, and, and, like, maybe I'm just sensitive to it because I've had that happen and had to play yeah. the first six hours of, you know, Legend of Zelda or Breath of the Wild over again. But, like, I mean, first of all, like, that is a very easily solvable problem. Um where you would just have to have a log on the game itself that was separate from the save file that kept track of trades. And the next time you boot up, booted up your save game, it said, like, oh, hey, your log file says you traded that thing. Yoink. Yeah. Like, that's not a hard programming problem. Yeah. Um, like, I, I normally will not, like, second-guess developers, but yeah. that's not a well, hard I, programming problem. Th- the thing problem. is, they would have
1: done... I'm pretty sure they would have done that, though. Because, like, it, it's been, like, they've announced it multiple times for two games now that like i think it's hard because if you have the ability to play it on two consoles that's the problem it's not that like i can have that exact game on two places so you actually can't do that you have to you have to push it to one console or the other um which is super simple to have two switches to do that it's very easy you're just like send and then you're like receive and it goes bloop and it's over there but I, I
0: I don't know. To me, the, that seems know. like a problem that is... is if, if that was a problem that made it so you couldn't have cloud saves, I can't believe that's a problem they couldn't fix. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, that's why
1: I kind of believe them. Is like, that's... If it's, it was that easy, they would have done it. I
0: guess. But I it's mean,
1: apparently not that easy, and people exploit the hell out of the game anyway. I guess it just doesn't... So, I guess it
0: just doesn't matter. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. that didn't fix a problem. So, give us cloud saves, yo. Yeah. Um... Finally, uh, did you did you actually go to this link by chance?
1: Yes, I did. Okay,
0: so Mr. Polite wants to know if this is cool.: Did we actually answer that question?
1: I was going to say the oh. Apex Ping system. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> so. but moving on.
0: <laughs> the Apex Ping system should be in every game. Absolutely, it's the best. Absolutely, like it, it's
1: hands down the yep. the best use of that in any game. Like other games, it just does not
0: work. It, it makes me want to play Apex more, even though I'm trash yeah. at it. So
1: yeah, you know, I a, still have a sixty six percent win rate. So I'm nice. Keep it that way. You
0: can't ever play again. Uh, Mr. Play yeah. wants to know if this is cool or cruel, and he linked to a Rolling Stone article where a like, you, you know what cameo is, right? Yeah, you pay celebrities to do
1: things, I think like should give s- you messages or happy birthdays or...
0: I think you should specify that you pay B, C, D, E, and F level celebrities to... Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like this is the or kind of I thing. I mean, it
1: also probably depends on how much you're willing to
0: spend, though. Shockingly, not really. <laughs> like there. Well, are I little-
1: mean, I'm sure. Like if you pay an A level, like there might be an A level celebrity on there if you pay for it. Maybe, right? I don't
0: know. maybe. Uh, like this is more. I think we're getting like Polly Shore to like you know wish you happy yeah. birthday. Anyway, this guy uh, paid a couple celebrities on cameo to. Um, I think actually he pretended he was a woman and have them break up with uh her her quote unquote her boyfriend for her and uh she got Mark Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray to do it and she also got uh one of the dudes from POD I think yeah um I don't know remember what that guy's name is uh ooh. Sunny Sandoval Sunny Sandoval and then some dude named uh Shoot, Scaramucci, <laughs> Anthony Scaramucci. I don't know who that is either. So, like, this is how out of tune I am. I know who Mark yeah. McGrath is, but a eclectic bunch. Yeah, like um, people to to create a a breakup video that he was apparently you know he as she was going to use to break up with her boyfriend, and it's really uncomfortable to watch. And I. I don't wanna say whether it's cool or cruel. I think it's just something you shouldn't do because I think it's both
1: awkward. (laughs) I get that it, it it is kind of hilarious. Yeah. But I also can't imagine being the person that's gonna pay a weird celebrity to break up with like it's so far outside of anything I would ever think of oh, or want to do with my time. I
0: tell you, if you wanna have a really wacky afternoon, like just go because every if you go to Cameo, I think it's just cameo dot com, you can like see example videos that those people have done and like like the Andy Dick ones are hilarious. Cause Andy Dick looks he's high all the time. For some reason his arms broken in a bunch of them. Um <laughs> he looks like he just rolled out of bed and is recording these things. Like some of them are very professional and some of them are uh, like the dude from POD for some reason is underneath the Eiffel Tower filming this video. It's like cameo's weird. Um one of our ex-coworkers uh, actually got, she does a podcast. She's, she moved from Seattle to North Carolina, and she does a podcast out there, and she actually got a cameo person to, like, pimp her podcast for, which I think is actually pretty cool. Like, they probably wouldn't say that it was actually oh, yeah. good, but she probably could get, I mean, like if you work in radio, yeah, you shout know, out. yeah, you get yeah. you get an artist in, and they, like, record 50 different versions of you saying, like, hi, my name is Dude Magoo, and I love z blue de blue blue and yeah. they do that for every station in your area.
1: Um Yeah, go gone. I thought you were gonna say we used to work with someone that used to house it for Mark McGrath, because I think
0: Is that true? Not too? Mark McGrath.
1: It was it was actually the drummer from Sugar Ray, I believe.
0: That's amazing. That's true. That's amazing. And I don't know who that is, you'll have to tell me offline. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Um but their first album's great.
0: Cheer Rays, yeah. That, their second album's Lemonade. great. They sold out, but it was still cool, Lemonade. Right?
1: Lemonade and brownies. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, then their sound changed drastically. Drastically. And it's probably fine, but I don't want to listen to it. Absolutely.
0: Anyway, I, like so I guess to answer your question, Mr. Mr. Plate, I think it's actually... Like, it's, it's weird. Aw, it's, it's awkward. It's not cool or cruel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I guess, I mean, I guess if I have to, if I've got to have my girlfriend break up with me, um, and, like, the options are her doing it, I and, mean, like, first of all, this assumes I have a girlfriend, and my wife's going to be pissed about that, uh, but if she's going to break <laughs> up with me, um, and the, the choices are her doing it, like, in person, or her doing it over or the phone, no, or her sending me a text, <laughs> or her sending me Mark McGrath, it's probably like the... I'll le- take Mark McGrath. It's probably the least awkward option, like, if you know, she sends me a Mark McGrath, we... Both ghost each other and we never speak of it again so maybe it's all right maybe it's all right maybe she could she could choose an artist that i like more than sugar ray though
1: no i think that's i think (laughs) there's a lot like it's sugar ray there
0: are a lot of professional wrestlers on cameo yeah so like maybe there's a funnier option
1: well that's funny because like they'll cut promos on people like yeah just as like you were on wrestling like that they're the perfect people to do it yeah. like
0: i don't know cameo is a weird like i, 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 I it's think weird. it's i think it's a, just a weird service but i kind of love it too um i actually found out about it because of the other podcast i do that's all about christmas and uh we thought it would be a cool way to have christmas cards sent out like just have a guy do like you know just choose a random celebrity and have him record oh, yeah. like a christmas greeting that you just sent to everyone so that can be fun <laughs> yeah uh, all right, you ready to talk about some cheap and or free games? Cheap and free, free games! Yeah, a lot of these are already out, but because last week was weird with Thanksgiving and all that stuff, we didn't get a chance to talk about it because we didn't know about it when we did our podcast on Tuesday. Um, the Xbox, Wednesday. yeah, Xbox Team Gold released, and you'll recall, like, Colby tried to guess what they were last time. He was uh-huh. very... <laughs> very wrong. I've not even heard of most of these games. Well, I mean, that's not fair, but, like... I've heard of... Have you ever heard of Insane Robots? All but one. Yeah, I've, no. I <laughs> that is the one I have not heard of. Sure have not ever. Actually, it looks kind of cute, though. Fight to the Death in this unique card battler? That might be actually a really good game. Um, anyway, that's uh, out on uh, Games of Gold from the 1st to the 31st on the Xbox One. Jurassic World Evolution is out the 16th through the 15th of January on Xbox One. Um, Toy Story 3? I know I did not play Toy Story 3 on the Xbox 360, but I did play Toy Story 2, and it was pretty good. So if you like kind of generally clunky platformers, those licensed Disney games are... Okay, right up your alley. Yeah, uh, Castlevania: Lord of Shadow, Mirror of Fate HD is so that f- is a lot of words. I was going to say so far the worst named game that we've talked about so far, yep. but that's uh, going to be out there the sixteenth through the thirty first of December. So. You can
1: find that in the Ben with uh, Far Cry Evolution,
0: Instincts, Predator. Oh, it's terrible! <laughs> terrible. It's a it's a Castlevania game. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Um, on Game Pass, so games that have already come out uh, are are as follows uh munchkin quacked quest which is based off the munchkin like board slash card game which i know you've yeah. played so the
1: steve jackson game um which munchkin is a fantastic game and universe i guess yeah it's kind of has that um they've made many many iterations of this game and they made a uh what appears to be like a beat 'em up it kind of reminds me of Castle Crashers, but I'm sure it's not going to be as stellar really? as Castle Crashers. Um, but it's kind of that idea where you're all, like, just beating stuff up and getting loot, I guess. Interesting. Huh. Like, it's not quite... I mean, it's more top downy than it is, like... Interesting. I don't... So... But I, I'm sure it would be fun to play... Like couch co-op with people, probably. Yeah, it looks kind of alright. Um, it might be a good time. I think your brother said he started playing it. Yeah, so maybe I'll maybe I'll check that out. Or something, so. It does
0: look like it has some card mechanics, so that might be interesting. Anyway, that was a yeah. Day 1 launch on November 19th, so that's actually been out for about two weeks by now. Um, the Escapist 2 came out on the Xbox on November 26th. That's a really fun prison escape game. You're trying to escape from prison as a prisoner. It's good. Um, Halo Reach, like we said, came out uh, December 3rd, so that's a console and PC game. Um, starting the day you listen to this podcast, I am hyped for this because I, re- I almost bought this game so many times but I just keep telling myself like Cliff don't buy games they're going to come to Game Pass and I was right uh, my friend Pedro which is a this kind of weird acrobatic shooter where you're this dude and like time slows down you've got two guns and you just shoot stuff it looks really cool uh, that one's coming out to Xbox and PC December 5th um, Naruto To Boruto Shinobi Striker I probably did not say that right Um also coming out December fifth, uh, Demons Tilt, which is an Xbox Day One launch uh, from ID and Xbox, is on December sixth. Wander Song, another Xbox Day One launch, uh, December sixth. That game's really fun. I've played that a couple we played times. That. Yeah, yeah, it's. I played it. Um, I don't know if you played it there, but do you remember the very first year we did that weird like local comic retro thing? Yeah. Renton City RetroCon, the one where yeah. I won the, like, Rocket League Championship yes. or took second.
1: I was not there that time. Uh,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, it was me and Adam. That's right. I played Wondersong there for the first time, oddly enough. <laughs> so, But it's been at PAX for a couple of years, so that game's cool. It came out on Steam. And it's actually got really good reviews on Steam, so this is the Xbox launch. Give that a try. Um, EFootball PES 2020, which I think is actually a football management game, not an actual... I that's it's um, sorry it's not actually football it's soccer um, Pro Evolution Soccer 2020 it's I, football I think that that's actually a management game not an actual soccer yeah. game but that came out December 12th I find it
1: fascinating that there's a market for people who want to ma- manage sports like a management sports I game. don't get it at all that is but fascinating people love it
0: I mean people do it with Madden all the time so um, Overcooked is coming out on the Xbox December Ooh, 12th yes yeah, so if you fantastic. can hate your friends uh, Pathologic 2 is coming out that's the day one launch on day tw- on uh, December 12th. And I've heard Pathologic is really good. I'm actually really excited to try Pathologic too. so check that out. Um, also on December 12th, uh, a little bit older now, but Tom Clancy's The Division is coming out. Um, the Division is a very good game, and it was stunningly gorgeous at the time it came out, so I would imagine that it is still, looks still pretty, good. pretty good. So I actually just clicked through onto this. Um Demon's Tilt is actually a pinball game, so that might be kind of cool. We'll see. Ooh, Demon Pinball. Yeah, um one other thing just real quick. If you two well two things. If you are a Game Pass subscriber, um right now you if you've never subscribed to EA Access before, you can get a month of that for a dollar. If you've never subscribed to Discord Nitro before, like so okay. let's say you went to bitemepodcast.com/discord and joined our Discord server and then decided that you want a Discord Nitro, you can get that for a dollar for the first three months, I believe, and uh, if you're not currently a Spotify member, you can get Spotify for three months for a dollar. So, a lot of cool stuff with that right now. Um, Plus, there's like some Sea of Thieves stuff you can get, some Dead by Daylight stuff you can get, some Gear 5 stuff you can get through this month. But what I actually wanted to talk about was, are are you familiar with Game Pass Quests, Dylan? I'm not. So... You know, I kind of knew they existed, but I didn't really think about it very much. Um, if So you can actually sign up for, like, Xbox rewards and you can do all sorts of weird stuff to get them. Like you can take surveys, you can do all this other stuff, but there are actually game pass quests. So like this month, if you complete any game pass quest between December 2nd and December 15th, you can get elf the, uh, like the Christmas movie free as a rental, Um, Interesting. Yeah. If you earn any achievement from their list of biggest games of the year, you get 100 points. If you get two achievements in Rage 2, you can earn 200 points. If you get two achievements in Subnautica, you can earn 200 points. If you earn three achievements in any at Xbox game, you get 300 points. Um, Anyway, that kind of thing, so on and so forth. And then you can take those points and trade them in for like gift cards and stuff. And so when when Colby asked me this weekend um, whether if I wanted to play um, <laughs> that game that I still can't remember the name of, Dylan, help me out again. It's like Diablo. Torchlight. Torchlight. Thank you. Torchlight two. He's like it's on sale for like fourteen dollars. And I'm like, oh, you know, I think I've I've got these these reward points. I think I can trade those in for something. And I had like ten thousand of them, and ten thousand of them was like a ten dollar gift card. So like you're gonna you're gonna you know accumulate these for a while. But Colby had twenty nine thousand of them.
1: (laughs) So yeah, because he plays that so yeah religiously. Yeah,
0: and so he he was able to he got torchlight to no man's sky for the xbox and one other game for like 16 dollars because he bought like a 30 dollar gift card so if it's something you're not signed up for like there's absolutely no reason to not go sign up for it because they'll just collect passively as you play game pass games yeah i think i
1: i think i did sign up for it i just have never looked at it right
0: and that's kind of how it was for me like i'm like i guess i'm still getting stuff but if you play game pass games at all you're earning points so but if you really want to you can i mean it's not that hard to load up raids 2 and get two achievements or load up subnautica and get two achievements or get three achievements in any idea xbox game and just get i mean that right there is like 700 points and like you know it's not gonna get you a new game but every couple months it might get you five bucks off a new game so not not a, not a whole lot to lose there. So another thing at Game Pass is giving back to you. Um moving on to the PlayStation side of things. Uh PlayStation Plus for the month of December is Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 is so good. Titanfall 2 is so good. Um I like I I've never played the like multiplayer part of it but the single player is so good um it's real good so go go get titanfall 2 and play that if you haven't and then uh, the other game is monster energy supercross the official video game and that is actually its title monster energy supercross the official video game so
1: i definitely want a game sponsored by monster
0: right yeah i guess Anyway, give that a look if you're into, uh, I guess, supercross racing. Uh, finally, Twitch Prime. If you are a Amazon Prime member, you get Twitch Prime for free. You just have to sign up, and they give you like four or five games free every month. So you just have to go collect them. Uh, this month it is Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, which is a game that is pretty new. That game only came out like six months ago. Uh, Sherlock Holmes: The Devil's Daughter, which I've heard is very good. It was that was recently free on Xbox, I think, as well uh, as a game with gold. So check that out. Um, a game called Hover. A game called When Ski Lifts Go Wrong, and I know nothing (laughs) about that game, but I want to play it real bad now. So,
1: that it wins for best name, right?
0: My guess is that it's one of those kind of like um, gang beasts, you know, where the the physics is super weird. Crazy physics and a chairlift, yeah. So, I don't know, it looks real cute. Actually, it looks like you're building stuff. This game actually looks really cool, I'll be honest. <laughs> You're actually building ski lifts, so looks cool. Um, and then Hue, which I have not played, but Colby played and said was really, really, really good. So if you have Twitch Prime, go grab all five of those games, and you'll be happy. They also, I mean, Twitch Prime gives you all sorts of free junk every month. Uh, different add-ons, different DLCs, different other stuff for other games. So go, go check out the list. So that is it. That is all the free things.
1: all the things All, all the stuff
0: all the things do you have anything else still that you want to talk about before we wrap this podcast up
1: I don't, because I think I said a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of tired. This is actually the shortest podcast we've done in, like, three weeks, though, so that's yeah. not the end of thing. If we brought Colby here, we easily would have talked for another half hour, but, yeah, you know, sometimes you just can't. All right, so, if you... We can just have him record commentary for it. Oh, dude. This is where Cliff's wrong. He should do, like, a riff tracks, like, <laughs> commentary track. That'd be amazing. Uh... If you want to find out more about us, you can go to BiteMePodcast.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can follow us on all of the associated social associated social media sites. There's a lot of S's there, a lot of alliteration uh, at Bite Me Podcast. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those kind of places. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Discord, you should go to Me podcast slash Discord. If you would like to follow us on, no, just Discord. That's the only place. Um, you know you can you can obviously subscribe to us on all of the different places where you subscribe to uh, podcasts. that's free too like I, I've, I've been hearing that a lot lately that people are always scared to subscribe to a podcast because they're afraid it's gonna cost them money like it's like not like a mm. magazine subscription. you just go to iTunes and, and subscribe to us. that just means that our podcast gets delivered to your phone every day. So um, I would highly recommend that. Um, one thing I did not, pimp is uh you should go to humblebundle.com and get their jingle jam bundle if you have a pc it gives you it's it you get new games every single day for the entire month of december for uh thirty dollars so it's it's a Mm -hmm. it's a very 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 good deal um I bought it this year again. I've bought it the last quite a few years, so. Um, but do go in and redeem things. So like like Bastion is one of the free games right now, and uh, there's only thirty eight thousand keys left for it. So that some of them are limited. But like, let's see, what do we have so far? So Bastion's there, which is a cool game, but I mean, I think everybody has that by now. Um, Kingdom of New Lands is free. Red Orchestra Two is free. Ooh, Invisible Inc. is a game that I've always wanted. It is free. If you buy it, I mean, it actually costs you thirty dollars. There's a game called Animal Super Squad. I don't know what that is, but it's got animals. Looks real cute. Um, Two Point Hospital is supposed to be really good, and it's got a lot of that. Um, Hero Defense, and we're only to day four, so there's 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 more to come. And I've been very happy with that game every year I've bought it. So or that that pack. So go to humblebundle.com and uh, and tell them Bite Me Podcast sent you. You can't do that, but if you could, it'd be real cool. So I think that's it, Dylan. That's it. Yeah, lead us out. Bite me. Ooh, I like that fade. That was real nice. Like it was like when a like when a it's such breath control. Well, and it's it's like what do they call that the the effect when like a plane flies by? <laughs> Doppler effect. It was the Doppler, Doppler. effect. It's good job, Dylan. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll end with that. Can you do that with bite me? Can you Doppler bite me? I've done that before. Do it. Oh, I love it. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me.